This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. It's always nice when people get your memes. Now that, the memer. And now Who that the memer you are? and now that, that Dio Madden's not on my WWE Raw broadcasts anymore, who else will get my memes? Oh no more Dio. Oh, it's okay. He's gonna beat Brock Lesnar, so it's fine. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, Ed. Oh, we all we, we all needed someone to do the soul transfer from the undertaker. And we all thought just the undertaker would transfer his soul into Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar would then become the unkillable demon King. And it's like, no, he's going to give it to Dio Madden. And then Dio Madden is going to kill Brock Lesnar. And it's going to be great. So so excited. So, so excited for you. Mm. oh well Mm. anime will always be real in my heart welcome welcome everyone to episode 291 of the fair podcast what a start what a start to this one this is this not a quiet cast this week folks um big week of premier league action to talk about it's the holiday season that's as much as that song i can do without royalties um so you know what that means Everybody's playing six matches a week now. It's great. Can't let me let me pull this up. I actually I think I still have this. Uh, we're playing like I think, I think we're playing like eleven and forty one days. No, that's uh, I I happen to because one of the articles I have uh, the ESPN player started for some reason. So here we go. Uh, we've already done November thirtieth. We just did November December fourth. So then it's December seventh, ten. 14th, 17th, 18th, 26th, 29th, January 2nd. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 games in the span of, let's call it 33 days. Now, I don't forget, uh, which are you going? Uh, I'm just going off of uh, whatever's on this ESPN graphic. Because don't forget that Liverpool actually get to play the FIFA Cup in there too. Oh, okay. So they had that as TBD. 
So gotcha, gotcha. we're playing. I know we're playing on where we're playing Wednesday, 18th and Saturday, the 21st. So our match with West Ham is still yet to be rescheduled. Okay. So we're actually going to come out with a match in hand. Mm-hmm. But I know we're playing on the 18th, and then we're playing either the final or the third place game on the 21st. Okay, so there's one extra one in there. That is that is actually not scrapped. Right, right. So three. And don't forget that on the seventh, right? And on the 17th, mm-hmm. our uh, our B team gets to play the uh, League Cup yep. uh, quarterfinal. Yep, Aston Villa. So yeah, that is three, six, nine, ten, eleven games in 33 days. So yeah. So, uh, woo! Thanks. Thanks, Premier League. Thank, thank, thank. And, and of course, in, uh, in true Liverpool manner, um, you know, instead of going ahead and just, you know, beating um, Napoli to uh, have basically a free match mm-hmm. against Salzburg. Nah, nah, nah. You know, had to draw that, so. Yeah. 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 So, now the, so now it's a... Uh, now it's a do or die. Pretty much, uh, well, we have to get a, a draw at yeah. the least. Yeah. Or not get beat by more than two goals. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's great, isn't it? Welcome. So, I'm Edward Green. He's Wes Bradshaw. We're going to get into this uh, in just a moment here. Plenty of prem to talk about um, from almost two full weeks worth of matches in the space of a week. Uh, there's still matches to be played tomorrow, Thursday, but we won't cover those. And hey, it's Arsenal, so who cares? Um, we uh, we also have certainly, certainly not their fan base. That's true. Um, United Emory doesn't care anymore either. Uh, the FA Cup draw also came out. That's that is a thing that happened. That's <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and your Euro, Euro 2020 group draw happened. So. Damn right it did. And there's a favorite for Euro 2020. Is it England? Oh, it is. Oh man, that is. I will say that is a group of life draw. If I've oh, ever yeah. we got seen. a great draw. Holy shit! We'll get to and, that. and it will. It will only get cooler with Scotland in there, which would you know be even more fun. Mm, mm, an all an all continental final. Oh. Uh, so of course we'll do that. We'll do the news and notes. We'll do the watch for and. I don't know. Maybe we'll do so raw. We'll see. About eh, it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Who cares? Sorry. It's been a busy couple of weeks. All right. So with that, we do want to remind you guys that this podcast is presented by NGSC sports and NGSC sports.com. We never stop as well as Elise's pills and things. Hey, listen, 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 guys. If you are a fan of the new England Patriots, let's say, um, and Hey, apparently you suffered a bad loss this week. I, I don't Oof. know. I didn't actually follow. All I know is that that Bill Belichick, who is who is usually a very gregarious man, uh, seemed to not have a... Such a comedian. Seemed to have a not very talkative press conference. So I can imagine he's a bit down in the dumps. And Bill, what better way to get out of those dumps than with a full body pillow picture of your man Tom Brady. Oh my god, you just literally got me about a quarter of a chub there. There you go. I mean, what you just you just hold on to it, secure, tight, unlike Wes Welker did that one time in the Super Bowl against the Giants. Boom. Gotcha, Wes Welker. Um, you didn't think this was going to be a Wes Welker drive-by? Well, here we are. This is the Wes Welker episode. Oh, 
Wes Walker. Um, sorry, Wes. <laughs> not, not not that Wes. The other Wes. Um, oh, that kind of makes me feel bad. Yeah, you you get to be Wes. He's the other Wes. He's Wes Walker. Yeah. Um. So listen, check out Alicia's pills and things. She will get you the good stuff for whatever whatever life getting you down, or maybe you just want to celebrate. Hey, what's uh? Oh, what was Charles's dog's name? Oh fuck! I just saw the Charles Boyle's dog. Yeah, the one that humped everything. <laughs> I can't remember, but I do remember it humping everything. Oh well, hey, we could just say Nikolaj. <laughs> Nikolaj doesn't hump anything. How dare you? How dare you dirty that man? No, no, Ed, Ed, it's Nikolaj. Nikolaj. Ed. Yeah, Ed, you're not saying it right. It's Nikolaj. Nikolaj. No, 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 Nikolaj. Nikolaj. Okay, that was good, actually. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, so. Good job. I knew you'd get it eventually. <laughs> uh, Nikolaj Jensen. Uh, so go check out Alicia's Pills and Things. She has nothing to do with Nikolaj Jensen, but she has a lot to do with the great pillows and other accoutrement you can find on her Facebook page. So go check that out for some great deals there from Alicia's Pillows and Things. Enough frivolity as i clap back on the week that was in the premier league as we hit saturday um i'm not really sure how to do this tbh um i've I've been debating how we should do this if we should just run through everything and then just talk about a couple teams by the way charles boyle's dog's name was jason jason poor jason uh (laughs) Oh, by the way, you do you remember what the name of the dog that uh, Rosa gets him and then later keeps for herself? Do you remember the name of the dog? No, I don't. It was Arlo. Arlo. And if anything oh, happened right. to if anything happened to him, I would kill every one of you and then myself. Oh, I love you, Rosa Diaz. All right, um, here, let's do this. We're gonna do a rundown and then we'll just talk real quick about. How we're feeling about the top, we'll say top four teams in the table um, going on. We'll throw, we'll throw our Spurs, we'll throw a few other sure. Spurs and United. Sure, we'll talk, we'll talk uh, those since they did play each other. Uh, and that's one of the last matches. So we'll start on Saturday. Uh, so quick run through of the week that was. Uh, big, big match coming right out of the gate. Newcastle does it again. They draw City 2-2, answering a pair of goals uh, from City, just every time, every time uh, City pinged them, Newcastle was pinging back. Uh, Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne, best player in the league, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, <laughs> the H had sure. goals canceled out. Uh, John Joe Shelby, uh, it's they just played Harry Potter on uh, USA last week, and oh. Voldemort has ri- risen his ugly head as he gets the final equalizer for Newcastle to finish. And then let's get this two, even two. better. That's Former Liverpool yeah. star. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so he, he's, you know, we, we have our red agent spread around the league. There's another red agent that I don't know if he's following the script right now, though. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Chelsea fall at home to West Ham, though. 1-0. Aaron Cresswell, the, uh, the deciding goal in that match just after the halftime restart. Big win for what had been a very downtrodden uh, Manuel Pellegrini-led team to go in and beat Chelsea at the bridge. That was, that was big. 
Uh, Liverpool get a 2-1 win over Brighton. Uh, Virgil van Dijk with two goals in the span of six minutes early on in the match uh, was enough for Liverpool as a late Lewis Dunk goal uh, was not enough to bring Brighton all the way back at Anfield. As that, it was finishes a, that was a tin man Liverpool due to Allison having yeah. a uh, rush of blood to the head and yeah. inside the box. Yeah, uh, got sent off and Adrian had to immediately come in and Martin Atkinson quickly blew his whistle for play to start. Uh, don't think we're not. Don't think we don't know all about you, Martin Atkinson. You did. Two hours the final. Uh, Todd, hey, there's there's other people that that uh, had a fun with ten men this week. Ten men, not the death sentence that once was apparently. Uh, Tottenham with a big three two win over Bournemouth. Uh, it looked like smooth sailing for most of the match as uh, Deli Ali can literally not stop scoring. Uh, he gets the brace within 50 minutes, and then I be- I do believe Spurs are undefeated when Musa Sissoko scores, and so he strikes in the 69th minute. Nice. Uh, as uh, as Tottenham do get the win, they do have to stave off a late charge from Bournemouth, but otherwise Tottenham in complete control of that one. Uh, Palace beat Burnley 2-0. Wilfred Zaha almost par- at Arsenal's. Wilfred Zaha gets a goal in this one along with Jeffrey Schlipp. Uh, to beat Burnley on the road. Uh, Southampton, a very vital win over Watford. 2-1, two late goals, including one from Danny Ings uh, that proved to be the equalizer, the eventual winner coming just a few minutes later from James Ward-Prowse. Big win as Southampton looks to pull themselves out of the relegation zone. Uh, Norwich draw Arsenal 2-2. Ah, everyone's favorite Canary, Timo Pukki, on the score sheet once again for for Norwich as he gets the opening goal. Um, <laughs> my personal choice for MVP of the season, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, as I texted Wes earlier, uh, mm-hmm. gets a pair of goals in this one to keep Arsenal in it at 2-2. Um, and uh, we can just real quick, anybody who knows who's freaking out at that or thinks I'm being facetious, if mm-hmm. with the, without Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, I think Arsenal's actually in a relegation scrap. That's that's how important I think he's actually been to this club. Um, so I can I, and I after sitting and thinking about it for a few minutes, I mean I came around and agree with you on that. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's been the best player this year. Don't don't go don't get it twisted. I don't think he's been the best. No, player. no, no. But that, this brings us back to the old question: best player or most important player. Yeah, I think he's Most been valuable player. I think with if you took like I when I texted Wes, I said if you took him out and put in a replacement level striker on that team, they're they're terrible. They are he, he un, his only fault this year was unintentionally saving Emery's job mm-hmm. multiple times with late goals. That's the only thing you can fault him for this year. Uh, so Aubameyang doing it, keeping Arsenal within striking distance of maybe fifth place. Uh, Wolves and Sheffield, speaking of fifth place, a battle for that. One win draw between these two teams. Uh, Lisa Mousset with the goal early, just two minutes in for Sheffield. But Matt Doherty with the Wolves goal in the 64th minute to split the points. Leicester, oh, Leicester. Brent, Everton, first they lose to the Barrage, then they lose to Liverpool proper. 2-1 is the the victory line for that as Kilichi Iheanacho with the late heroics gets Leicester the victory there. Uh, Richarlison, he of a new deal that we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, the lone goal for Everton 
in this one in the uh, the opening 25 minutes uh, of this match as uh, as Lester does get the big 2-1 win. And then finally, uh, another late-ish goal. Tyrone Mings in for Aston Villa gets the draw against Manchester United 2-2. Uh, Jack Grealish also on the score sheet for Villa. As Victor Lindelof, who had the potential winner for United, canceled out just a few minutes later after the hour mark by Ings in the second half there. So United and Villa finish up 2-2. Uh, then in the midweek matches, Tuesday, uh, Palace beat Bournemouth 1-0. Schlupp gets on the board yet again in the 76th minute of this one. And that was 10-man Palace defending most of the game. Gets the shot goal against the Cherries to give them a very poor defeat on the road. As a Palace, hey, we said they, they got through the rough part of the schedule. And now you look just real quickly at what Palace has got coming up here. Now they're done with Bournemouth. They got Watford, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton, and Norwich. That's the rest of their holiday schedule in the Premier League. It's a lot of wins right there for Palace, potentially. Just just saying. Maybe. 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 Just don't forget, this is still a... Uh, this is still a Roy... A boy team that, uh, you know, can go to hell at any time. I did see an interesting stat today. I don't remember all five teams. I remember... I remember Spurs and Liverpool were were two of them. I think City was a third. But behind those three teams and a fourth team, Palace has the fifth most clean sheets over, I think, the last three years in the Premier League. That's insane. That I just I never would have expected it to be Palace. So but hey, yeah. Roy Roy plays defense. What can you say? Roy knows how to play and then City gets back to winning ways uh, by taking their aggression out on Burnley and Turf Moor. Sean Dyche knows about defense. Defense didn't help him here. A clean 4-1 victory for the Citizens. As uh, apparently the 10th best player in the world, Riyad Mahrez, gets on the score sheet for City in the 87th yeah. minute. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry, folks. <laughs> Can't wait. Very interesting. <laughs> Oh, Sri Lanka, what did you do? Um, and then finally here on this Wednesday, uh, Chelsea uh, get there. Uh, uh, I was going to say back to winning ways again, but they do get to it uh, with a second straight game at home. Uh, this time it's a win. Thanks to Mason Mount's goal in the 48th minute to beat Aston Villa 2-1. Uh, Leicester continue the party through Jamie Vardy. He has another goal in the week as his penalty in the 55th minute is the decider against Watford. Uh, James Madison tacked one on at the end to win it 2-0. Uh, United beat Josie Mourinho in his homecoming Old Trafford uh, as they take out Spurs 2-1. Uh, Dele Ali, maybe with the goal of the week, uh, he hits it in the 39th minute. Uh, but a Marcus Rashford penalty for his second of the match was the decider there. Uh, Southampton to Norwich one. Danny Ings and Ryan Bertrand on the score sheet. Timo Puki trying to bring his team back in it, but Southampton pulling, uh, trying to continue this surge up the table. And with it, they have currently found themselves back out of the relegation zone through that. Uh, Wolves keep Wolven on. 2 0 victory over West Ham. And finally, in the first Anfield Derby of the year, first of three, as far as we know, Liverpool beats Everton 5-2 in this track meet. 
Uh, it was 4-2 at the half. Divock Origi with a brace. One of his uh, 800 goals, apparently, he has scored against Everton. Uh, i give you a great one here. Divock Origi mm-hmm. has scored more goals against Everton than Mane, Salah, Firmino combined. <laughs> That's amazing. I love numbers. I love numbers so much. Uh, Moise Keane. Hey, he still exists. He scored for Everton uh, as well as Richarlison uh, also putting one in. So now that we look at the table real quick, uh, we'll just look at the top half right now. Uh, Liverpool still lead with 43 points. It's Leicester. Leicester secret agent Brendan Rodgers right back with eight points. But a big match coming up near the end of this holiday period. Uh, as as Leicester will be hosting Liverpool towards the end of December to try and make a charge at this title. Uh, City are in third with 32 points. Chelsea are in fourth with 29. And then it's Wolves at 23 and fifth. United and Palace both at 21. And Tottenham close behind with 20. Um, so Wes, let's, let's start at the top. Um, Liverpool continue to, to run roughshod over the league. But all of a sudden, it's not it's not City anymore that's chasing them. Well, it is a city. It's just not Manchester Blue. It's it's Leicester Blue all of a sudden that looks to be the main challengers to Liverpool's run at the title. Um, you know, Brendan Rodgers. Yes, it's about as bum a rap I think anyone in the Premier League when mm-hmm. it comes to being a manager. Um, and Brendan has probably criticism on himself over the years. You know, he's he's arrogant. He's um, brash. He uh, you know he has a you know, in, in the infamous being Liverpool, he had a portrait of himself hanging over his heart. Mm-hmm. Glorious, glorious portrait of him. And of course, it didn't end well at Liverpool for him. Mm-hmm. Folks, Brendan Rodgers knows what the hell he's doing, though. Yeah. That man is a – he is a fantastic coach. Um, I think maybe putting – maybe building a team over time, we'll have to see if he can still prove that – he still has to prove he can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, that, that dude knows how to get performances out of good players, especially good young players. And Lester are, you know, definitely upsetting the apple cart some this year. Um if Liverpool were a little more mortal, yeah. I mean, could, could we be looking at a 2016 repeat all of a sudden? Oh, I mean, how yeah. crazy would that be? Yeah. Um, you know, add on to the fact that, you know, Leicester don't have, they don't have European obligations. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Rodgers and Liverpool made their run at the title in the 2014 season, you know, that was, that was a big thing for him is, you know, Liverpool were not in Europe. They didn't have any of those distractions. Brendan got to take a week, the game plan for everything in the, in the stretch run. And that's, that's going to be a big advantage for him this year as they try to somehow peg this team back. Um, for Liverpool, that, that trip on Boxing Day to Leicester is absolutely, I mean, you, could, you couldn't ask, at this point, you couldn't ask for a bigger Boxing Day match. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Um, and we'll we'll just have to see what happens there. That could that's gonna kind of spell. I think that match is gonna spell Leicester's. Okay, are we really in this, or or are we in this for the top four? Mm-hmm. 
I think that's going to be the match that really decides that. Um, but, I mean, given up that lesser, I still think when everything shakes out by the end of the year, I can see them finishing top four. I, st- I don't think they're going to finish ahead of C okay. at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But uh, Lester, an absolutely just a fantastic story this season. Or a fantastic mm-hmm. And just real quick, one one thing I'm going to tack on here. Uh, fewest goals given up this season so far in the Premier League. Uh, they're the only team who has yeah. yet to give up double digits. And just to uh, just to so everybody remembers the the nine nothing at the uh, mm-hmm. at the St Mary's before that that they played Burnley they gave up a twenty sixth minute goal to Chris Wood that was on the nineteenth of October since that goal in the twenty sixth minute to Burnley they blanked Southampton they blanked Crystal Palace they blanked Arsenal they blanked Brighton and Hove and then they gave up this twenty two minute goal to Everton. But that was four straight matches and the better part of a fifth. They didn't give up a goal. And that, look, say what you want about Palace and Arsenal. They don't suffer from lack of offensive threats. So, no, no, no. This was definitely not that kill them. Yeah, so this is this is a very impressive Leicester team. And, and you just could even go back to the first time Liverpool and them matched up. When it was a late, 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 late James Milner penalty, that was the decider in that one, or else that would have been a one-one draw. So this is this is a a Leicester team that I think believes they can beat Liverpool uh, when they get them at home. The kicker will be five days before that they will be traveling to Manchester City as well. So it, there is a it's Watford Villa Norwich before City Liverpool back to back. We will see at the end of this month where Leicester is. And if they if they can come away with two scalps, not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination, but if they can do it, it starts starts to get interesting, is is Absolutely. what I would say. So that's all I'll say about Leicester. That's all I got to say about that. Thank you, Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously West Liverpool still in the driver's seat and um, finding ways outside of the, the dominating performance against Everton, finding ways to just come up with a little bit of magic uh, along with some very good performances uh, to, to keep up this undefeated run, which I believe is now 32. 32. Yeah. 32 unbeaten. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is, a club record. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, Arsenal had the invincible season. Yes. We'll see. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Liverpool can continue on with that as they uh, as they try to navigate the absolute minefield that will be this December period for them. Uh, but now, Wes, as we take a look at the two teams that are directly below. Uh, the two, the top two, Man City and Chelsea, um, two two very good, but I think also very flawed teams. City showing that they still have a lot of quality, but just oh, yeah. have a li- just lacking a little bit of that defensive prowess that they had. Still, still leading the league in goals at forty three, and seventeen given up, nothing to scoff at, but just a little more. 
they're, they're just not able to play out of the back as well this year, it seems like, for a, for a Pep Guardiola team. And, and as for Chelsea, while the youth movement can look great at times, there's going to be those few matches like the West Ham match at home on the weekend where, where that, that youth is going to show through from both the players and the coach. And they're, they're just going to have a few of these oopsie games like the one against West Ham. Well, starting with City, it's a very easy reason to understand why they're not like they have been out of the mm-hmm. And that is all, to me, that's 100% down to the end of Miracle Court. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. by far their best uh, center back. Mm-hmm. I mean, by far, wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Um and Laporte picked up that injury, and they have certainly, certainly felt that and not been anywhere near the same team since. Um, so that's definitely something <clears throat> that you have to have to take into account. Now, the thing with Laporte, they're saying he'll be back for the end of the year, they believe. Um, could be back maybe February, something like that. Mm, okay. So, you know, that's going to be a help, of course, back into shape and don't you know don't sleep on city to go out and drop some cash in january true very true I mean, they've got the money to spend um <clears throat> you know pep's gonna i mean why why wouldn't you is all i can say i mean if you're city you got it if you can find a guy who can do it for you why wouldn't you? right uh, i mean don't forget they they actually got a very full quarter um in the january transfer same one that Liverpool got. So, you know, those two teams, they're not going to go out and just spend to spend in January. But if they target a player and they think they have a chance, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, don't be shocked if City go out and do something. Um, but, I mean, really, that's, that's the big thing with City. It's been that. And due to that, <clears throat> having to drop back into the defense, uh, has upset that midfield uh, balance that they have so well. Like you said, they're still scoring goals. I mean, they're going to score goals. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, and what's scary is this a team that doesn't have Lear mm-hmm. season with it. <clears throat> um, Gabriel Jesus has not played well. Yeah. Um, Bernard Silva has not duplicated the form of last year. Mm-hmm. And yet they're still doing this. So, <clears throat> real quick, if I can take us on a quick tangent, is Absolutely. is Gabriel Jesus ever going to be great? Um, I mean, he's got all the tools. I almost wonder if it's going to be one of those somewhere other than City. Okay, okay. You know, I mean, I mean, you think about Jesus. I mean, he's still very young. Uh, once again, has every tool in the book to be a great player. We'll just have to see. I think he's definitely still got the chance to be great. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it is, I think he probably got some frustration still playing behind Kun Aguero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when he came, he wasn't expecting, you know, he, he was expecting the betting in process. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was expecting Aguero to stay this long. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah, I think that's kind of been something that's kind of slowed him down a little bit. Yeah, still uh, still just 20, math, 22 years old. So yeah. so starting to just hit in the prime, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried at what point does he 
does he actually get to continue to grow? And I think you might be right that it might have to come on another team where he is playing a lot more unless Aguero decides to hang it up after this year or, or decides to bid happy trails along with Guardiola. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I made it public that um, he wants to see out his contract at City, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is another – is 2021, I believe. Um, but that would give him a full decade at City, which is big to him. Uh, and I guess we'll just kind of see what happens with Guardiola. I'm not convinced Guardiola is going to be there after this year. Yeah, same. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, we'll just we'll have to see. Yeah, that's just but, my worry is that I, I yeah. worry that this period of stagnation has basically just made it so. Nope this is this is who Jesus is. He's good. He's uh-huh. really good, but he's just never going to be that like holy shit forward from Brazil. That we right. all maybe kind of thought he could get to, which he's is... not going to be the next Ronaldo. Yeah, and by Ronaldo, I mean fat Ronaldo. Yes, our favorite Ronaldo. He, you uh, know, he's not. He's not going to be Messi. He's not going to be Mbappe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that doesn't mean he can't still be a fantastic. Absolutely. So, guess we have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then as for City, or sorry, that was that was City, but. Uh, I don't know if you were done with City, but then we also had uh, yeah, I'm Chelsea, with City. Chelsea I mean, as well. Chelsea, here's the thing. I mean, you just, you're going to have to be ready for days like this from Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're going to have weeks where they look like absolute world beaters. Mm-hmm. And they're going to play some of the most spectacular football you will lay your eyes on. Exciting. It'll be awesome. And then they're going to have weeks like this where they just get frustrated. And at the end of the day, you've got to remember you're playing a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. You have, I'll call him, I don't give a shit. He's basically a rookie manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a year, but okay, rookie. And really only his second year as a manager. Mm-hmm. And and Lamps, who's I think has done a great job. Don't get me wrong. Lamps has done a great job. Um, especially with what he's had to work with. But um I still, I still definitely think this Chelsea team is good enough to finish top four. Mm-hmm. And I think one big thing is the teams below them have zero consistency to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the thing that makes me nervous about saying that is, you know, playing all the kids, it's great that they're playing well. Who says they're going to be playing well in February? Yeah. You know, when when the grind of this season really kicks in, you know, maybe as we get into December, and after December, I mean, who who knows at the end of the day where Chelsea are going to be? They're they're definitely talented enough right now. They're playing good enough, mm-hmm. but can they can they hold the form for an entire season? Mm-hmm. Is going to be the big question of Chelsea, and yeah. then also, um, you know, not not to blow. Any level of smoke up your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, bringing in Mourinho makes mm-hmm. Tottenham a definite, definite top four um, contender. Well, then that that seamlessly transitions into our, our final thing we were going to kind of talk about. Because you did mention wanting to talk a little bit about uh, United and Spurs since they did also happen to play just today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also do have Wolves uh, and technically Palace and Sheffield United sort of in that mix all within four points of each other for fifth place. Um, So with Tottenham, now we've seen them 
they've given up two goals in every match Mourinho has has yeah. been in charge in so far. Until today, they've been able to score more than that, which has been great. Uh-huh. Uh, so still, though, a lot to work on for Josie defensively. But it looks like this team has started to turn the corner. And as we said, we were talking earlier pre-pod, especially Deli Ali looks like a man possessed now under Mourinho. And so go, going forward, is that why you're pegging Tottenham out, out of the rest of these teams like Wolves, like United, to maybe be that fifth or even fourth place team this year? Well, I think the big thing with Tottenham is just, I mean, they've got players that are proven, mm-hmm. that have been here, have done that, have been in big wars. They just really underachieved this year. They just haven't played well. They stagnated. Um, you know, with the shock of the Pochettino firing gone, we can really look at it now. And, I mean, let's be real. You know, it, it had stagnated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, by all means, it it, it was kind of shitty to do what they did to Pochettino. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, it may have saved their because it just didn't look like things were going to turn around. Right. Um, and as much as we like to die, Josie, you know, let's not forget that at the end of the day, Josie's won how many Premier League titles? I bet it's three, is what he says. He has won three <laughs> Premier League titles. Three. He's also won that thing called the Champions League a few times. Yeah, he's won that twice. I, um, and I guess we'll that they did on him on the other mm-hmm. uh, basically going through his entire oh. career um, that was great that was great you know especially getting back into the Porto years mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize he'd been the manager for a few months mm-hmm. yeah but that was basically his first job I just I guess it was you know I knew Josie starting as Porto Josie yeah and running down the line and throwing it in the face of Alex Ferguson which you know, <laughs> to this day it's why I can't really despise yeah, exactly <laughs> You know, I can't despise. He started off so strong. Exactly. God, you kick Alex Ferguson's ass. You know I'm bad. Um, but if Mourinho, if Mourinho can get it right mm-hmm. and not blow everything up, which you know, in all honesty, this isn't the year he blows. Mm-hmm. That's that's still a couple years down the line before he blows everything. Up. Um, I don't see why Tottenham. I'm gonna throw this out here. I, I don't can't make a run at the top four, and I'll throw this out here. B. I almost say that Tottenham mm. may be. I think they may be your dark horse favorite to win the. Episode. Really? Well, you know, Josie. Hmm? Josie does not discount the cups. That's true. We know that. I mean, you know, we we know that he he Josie wants to win everything, mm-hmm. so he doesn't discount the domestic cups. And I think for him, obviously, he's got another month to start getting ready for the for the FA Cup. Um, we'll have to see if they can get through the championship. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big one coming up this week. Yeah, it's coming up week. That's going to be a big one for him. Um, <clears throat> I think Josie may see his best chance of success this year being cup runs. Okay. And he's not going to be like, 
Pochettino's like, ah, fuck. Hmm. Um, I think Mourinho realizes if he can come in and let's say Tottenham finish fifth or sixth outside of that Champions League spot, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna suck for everyone. But Josie also understands if he can temper that and give you an FA Cup run, mm-hmm. do end up lifting a trophy at the end of the year, it's gonna mean something. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, and that's what I think was kind of underestimated at the end of the day damn it it's 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 nice to win something and uh i just i think Mourinho is gonna go i think he's gonna go this year i really do Uh, and especially we'll see where your league position is coming out of christmas Mm -hmm. and that that fa cup run may be your best chance to win something this year and of course we'll have the uh the champions league uh, round of 16 to look forward to in a couple months as well so that is that is what is on the horizon as we take a look at what is on the now for the premier league i uh, mentioned the top of the table earlier so let's drop down right now to the bottom of your heart the relegation zone aston villa brighton and hove southampton all outside on 15 points they are one point ahead of 18th place Sitting on 14 points, Marco Silva's at the moment, Everton. Norwich are in 19th with 11. Watford are dead last with 8. Wes, we we (laughs) joke, we we, we giggle, as you're doing right now. And look, this is is hilarious because it's not one of us. But if, if we take a step back and put on our journalist neutral independent hats... This this is shocking. Now, none. I don't think either of us expect Everton, I think, to get relegated this season. But the fact that oh. at 15 matches in, they are in a relegation spot. Not a fight. They are actually in a relegation spot is shocking. It's absolute craziness. I mean, they've pumped. People don't realize they pumped a good amount of money oh, into yeah. the billionaire Iranian owner. Um, I don't think they're overly well run by any means. I think uh, I think you've got too many too many cooks in the kitchen trying to make decisions for them. But um, I mean, this is a team that it's not like they're not willing to splash the cash. Mm-hmm. It's just damn, you've made some stupid moves. <laughs> We'll get to one of those. And Marco Silva. Man, I mean, you talk about a guy who basically has made a lot of money and a lot of reputation on three months. Yeah. And, you know, suddenly they're giving him the keys to the castle and it's just – I don't know. He just he seems over. He seems like he's in over his head. Yeah, I, that yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know he's a charismatic, really, you know, really good-looking guy. Looks the part. Mm-hmm. Talks the part. Has some pedigree to him. Man, whatever it is, it is just it is not working. And right now, it's Everton are in such a tough spot because they're in a brutal stretch of their schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, do you want to try to give him time? But then it's like, how do you judge him 
based on like these next five matches. I mean, you're talking about playing Liverpool and City and Arsenal and Leicester, Leicester twice, <clears throat> uh, Liverpool twice coming up in January. I mean, it's oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, but I mean, I I still I can't see Everton finishing the season there. But as it goes on, I mean, what do you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say all day. Oh, I don't think you know. I don't think they'll end up there. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, shit, they might. Yeah. They might. The way they're playing, they, they might. So, um, I, mean, I think, obviously, you got to get Big Sam on speed dial. <laughs> work once, it can work again. I mean, you tell me one thing, it. Liverpool won't beat him 5-2. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's he certainly won't be 5-2 against Liverpool. Yeah, neither of those scores would be the same. Um, yeah you talk about this run they just went to Leicester and Liverpool back to back and they have Chelsea United Arsenal in front of them uh a and I don't think they play Leicester in the cup or something I think so and then it's along with that they have Burnley Newcastle and Man City to finish off their league run through this holiday period I don't know if there's a win in that stretch Newcastle's on the road. Maybe Newcastle and Burnley. Maybe, but like, uh, like, okay, okay, real quick. How confident? (laughs) That's true. They do get Arsenal at home, but how confident are you in this Everton team to go into Newcastle and get a win? Not. Oh, there you go. That's. I'm not confident they'll do anything. Like, like we say, oh yeah, Newcastle not that great. Yeah, maybe that's when it's like, is it? So, yeah, Everton, uh, dark days, dark dark days right now, and it uh, it'll only get better when the FA Cup third round comes out. As the uh, sorry, sorry, you blue shot. Oh, and uh, hey, actually, I didn't. I'm sorry, I did not go over this uh, the league schedule for this week. I I apologize, folks. Um, so many, yeah. So we, many on the cover. Hey, we we have some. We're not even getting to for tomorrow. Uh, Sheffield United takes on Newcastle, as well as Arsenal uh, taking on Brighton and Hove. Those will probably be done by the time you listen to this. Saturday at seven thirty, it's Everton versus Chelsea. Oh boy. Then at ten, yeah. it's uh, Tottenham versus Burnley. Watford, excuse me, versus Palace. Bournemouth versus Liverpool. There's like eight goals going to be in that match. And then, yeah. remember Harry Wilson cannot. Play. There you go. And then at 12.30, it's the first Manchester Derby of the year as City takes on United at the Etihad. On Sunday, it's Villa versus Leicester, Newcastle versus Southampton at 9, along with Norwich versus Sheffield. Then 11.30, it's Brighton hosting Wolves. And then on Monday, it's West Ham versus Arsenal in a great London Derby at 3 p.m. on December 9th. So, yay to that. So that's your... uh, it's no midweek matches next week for the Premier League. It's a it's a Euro- European week, baby. That's what we're right. talking about. Um, uh, and just to run those, Liverpool go to Salzburg, as we said, needing a result mm-hmm. to guarantee their passage. Uh, Tottenham. Now, give me the Tottenham. Tottenham's through. Okay, Tottenham are through. That's right. Tottenham are through. We don't matter. We, we're going Fire. to Bayern. We we might lose eight nil. It doesn't it doesn't matter. We we can't catch them. No matter right. what, so we're right. we're but you're also not getting caught, so that's a- very true. So we are we are uh, Chelsea. You're playing for their lives, yes, very much so. 
and uh, see you through. So two two teams can kind of roll out who yeah. got to go. And of course, one of them to get results is freaking Liverpool. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Always the tough group stage. Um, third round FA Cup matches coming up in uh, that first weekend of January because there's no rest for people. Um, there's two what I would call 1v1s, which are Premier League versus Premier League matchups. One is Wolves hosting United. That's actually kind of a fun one. And then there's Liverpool versus Everton. Uh, of our teams, also uh, Tottenham will be heading to championship side Middlesbrough. Uh, and if you're looking for, for big upsets, hey, Boston United, sixth, pl- sixth division of English football. They still have a replay versus Rockdale. But if they beat Rockdale, they get to host Newcastle. That a sixth division team could be hosting Newcastle. Uh, elsewhere, I really want Mr. Henry and Mr. Warner. To- <laughs> uh, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't FSG own that club? Absolutely. There there can't be a conflict of interest there. It's fine. Let, no, let sorry, it it's Boston and Boston. There you go. Um, there are two um, fifth division sides still in. Hartlepool United has a replay against Exeter City. Uh, but Fieldy? Fieldy? Fieldy! Fieldy! They're going to be heading to Sheffield United to take on that Premier League club. That's a, that's a big one for them. Only would have been better if they could have got them at home. Um, so, Wes, everything else about this. I want you to call it right now. Liverpool plays Everton that weekend, March or January fifth, whatever, at Anfield. Will Marco Silva be in Everton's dugout? Yes, he will for the last time. Oh, there it is. There it is. We're gonna fire another. <laughs> this is how many managers has Klopp fired? Uh, this is this is begging this this is begging for hashtag Thursdays to happen now. You do realize that, right? Like we're we're gonna wake I'm gonna wake up in six hours and and with the notification on my phone Marco Silva fired by Everton. Oh, well, but what will truly happen in the third round match is you know just fucking play. So there you go. And have to go to Goodison for a replay. <laughs> uh, on to your 2020 draw, um, real quick. We'll go through. Um, not every team is qualified yet. There is still a play in that's very confusing. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it late in March when that actually happens. Uh, here's the qualified teams. Uh, group a is Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. That that's a fun group. Cause who knows who's getting out of there. Maybe besides Italy, uh, same maybe for group B outside of Belgium. Uh, they're joined by Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Denmark and Finland actually hosting these matches, so that's that's a pretty nice advantage for them. They uh, won their first ever Euros. The Finns, they did it. They have Ergie Van Herden. Group C, Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and one of the play-in teams uh, will be will be joining this group of life. Uh, speaking of groups of life, Group D, England, Croatia, the Czech Republic, and the playoff winner of C. So it will either be Norway, Serbia, Scotland, or Israel will be joining this group. Okay. Group D. You call that group of life. 
You're talking about the freaking uh, World Cup run. Comparatively speaking, comparatively speaking, I think Croatia's on a downturn. I know Czech Republic beat England that one time in qualifying, but I, I think that for what they could have gotten, I think England did okay. We'll get to the group of death. Don't worry. Um, Spain, Sweden, Poland is a, a, a almost group of death. Uh, Sweden coming on decently well. Spain trying to, to stave off the demons of father time and Poland trying to just have uh, Lewandowski carry them through. Um, they'll be joined by the playoff winner B. And then there's group F for holy fuck. Oh, the pl- so there there will be a playoff winner in there. It's either uh, from A or D. Um, if it's A, uh, it could be uh, who's a playoff winner from A? This was uh, it doesn't matter. Well, all you need to know it's Portugal, the defending Euro champions. And France, the defending World Cup champions, and Germany, who will be the hosting this group. Now, to be fair, to be fair, all three of these teams can potentially advance from this group. Because the third place team with good enough points can advance out. So, all three can still get out. But holy fuck, this is a group of death still. Like, I... Man, I don't even know. Like, Germany are the hosts. They've struggled a little bit recently, but, like, are you counting out Germany in Germany? Like, this is ins- this is an insane group to me. I really... I really... The only team I don't have about is France. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't know why we would worry about the French here yeah. in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the worst, they're finished second. Yeah. And they're most likely going to win it. Um, <clears throat> Germany are at a point where we have no damage to get from them. True. And Portugal are in this slowly getting to a post-Ronaldo world. Mm-hmm. Where even with Ronaldo, he's not the Ronaldo of old. Mm-hmm. But he is still capable of time. Sure. So I think you have, I think you have, you know, whatever they can throw the tournament favorite. I still think France are going to be. How are France not the tournament favorites? The actual tournament favorites? Because it's England, baby. It's because the English. Are well, now, um, now let me ask you this but, real but quick. But I, I think the other two qualify. Okay. Um, what I was going to ask you is because you say France are the tournament favorite. I know, I know they haven't done anything yet. Are they a favorite over Belgium? I mean, I just think the fact that they're the World Cup champions. Okay, fair enough. And the fact that I mean they're bringing back most of that squad. Um, I mean, I think that's just got to put. Okay. Yes. All right. And then the fact that. I mean, Belgium's never won anything. True. At the end of the day, Belgium's never really... Mm-hmm. You know, they've still got to prove it. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I would still put France as... Okay. Uh, just That's if, it. Yeah. Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be England, baby. 
It's coming up. It's coming up. Just to uh, temper things slightly as I as I look further down the line as I. I'm no, I don't on. do that safely. Just let's say England wins their group. I I think that's a strong possibility. England win their group. Yes. They will play the runner up from Group F. It'll be the Germans. And we know how that ends. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, how is this a round of 16 matchup in Euros? The only thing that's going to save England against the Germans. Mm -hmm. We'll be there at that time. Two-time Champions League winning uh, stud right back. And Trent Alexander on. We will have his great coming out party to the world. And uh, we'll justify Sri Lanka for him as the Ballon Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> They, they were they were prodded they they knew they were prognosticators they knew what was to happen oh man just out of curiosity where is that game that that game will be in that game will be in Russia it'll be in Dublin oh okay 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 and then if they get past that Russia uh no actually um if oh, if, they, if they win Group D. Uh -huh. They go, they play on June 30th in Dublin. Their right. quarterfinal would be in Rome on July 4th. Okay. Then it would be London, London semifinal final. Oh, maybe Rome. I, maybe I was thinking uh, they had to go to St. I thought there's a chance they go to St. Petersburg. Maybe that's, they're, they're, that's if, if they become, if they're the group D runner up. Their gotcha. quarterfinal, if they win their round of 16 match, they'd start right. in Copenhagen and then go to St. Petersburg. That's right. That's right. Okay. I knew there was a. Yeah. Or somewhere. So, yeah. Hopefully we can just avoid that. Whole... <laughs> and yeah. Literally for one match. Yeah. And that would be in Rome, which isn't terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would work out well for England. Uh, um, yeah. It's coming. Oh, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited. You should be. It's, I think um, you really should be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it should be a great tournament this year. Yeah. So here we go. Cannot wait. Cannot. Wait. <clears throat> um, so that'll take us into news and notes, uh, real quick. Um, the we've alluded to it. We didn't outright say it, I guess. Um, but the athletic has great write-ups on. Uh, first of all, Watford getting rid of Kike Sanchez Flores after like two weeks in charge of Watford, and that was more like four months. Don't worry about it. Um, Actually, no, it was 85 days. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so go go check that out. The Watford were terrible. Nobody knows why he was hired. Everybody's not surprised that he's fired. Um, That's it. If anybody needs a job, Watford's hired. Hey, and hey, in three months, they'll probably be hiring it again. So Sure. So get your resume, Spivito. Get your LinkedIn. <laughs> that's just how Watford works. Um, but also a great write-up uh, as well about uh, Unai Emery being fired from Arsenal. That that reign is over, unfortunately for us, of course. Um, he will be um, succeeded at the moment by his number two, 
whose name I am not seeing. I I know it's Eddie Lundberg. Yes, thank you. Um, Former Arsenal legend. Yes, uh, I believe he was also their under twenty three coach. If I, at one point I want to say uh, he has like virtually no managerial. Yeah, doesn't I, doesn't even have his official like full badges. I want to say I read that somewhere. <laughs> but hey, so there, there you go. That's uh, the next Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, any any thoughts about the the Emery firing, Wes? I mean, this was. This was one of those I things. No problem, I had no problem with them firing Emery. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was not working. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to get better. Yeah. So I mean, that's my thing. At the end of the day, it wasn't going to get better. Mm-hmm. So I've got no problem making a hire, making a move. Problem is, Tottenham basically beat them to it. Yes. <laughs> because I I really think that uh, they would. They would have been crazy not to. And instead, now, uh, you know, they they hire Lundberg. I don't mm-hmm. see where that's... I don't see where that's any sort of an upgrade for them. Yeah. I, I'm sure they, they're looking at something else, but I, outside of maybe Max Allegri, I don't really know what much else is out there, so... That's it. I don't know why the hell Allegri would tell you that's that's a good point that's a very good point yeah so um one person who's obviously hoping for for better news is uh fabinho out of liverpool um he will be out of the team for the next six to eight weeks uh through an ankle injury that he suffered uh last week against napoli or a couple weeks ago against napoli in the champions league um Wes, obviously Liverpool do have the depth to sustain this injury, but a still a big blow in what is, of course, the most busiest point of the year for the team. Absolutely. I mean, on top of that, you you look at the fact that Fabinho has developed into one of the absolute best central defensive mids in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like he's the fulcrum of that Liverpool team. Um now, that said, don't cry for Liverpool here. Um, it, since he's gone out, they've started Jordan Henderson and Jeannie Vinaldum there. Now, what have those guys ever done? There? Oh, yeah, they got Liverpool to a Champions League final a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, those were the two guys who played that position um, when Liverpool went to Kiev and lost mm-hmm. to Madrid. So, I mean, it's not like it's not like the world's falling down without Fabinho. But that said, it is definitely not the same midfield, and long term, you don't want to be without. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know me, old best positive Bradshaw, old Mister Glass half full. Um, the way I'm, the way I'm looking at this is Fabinho's going to get a nice break, and when he comes back, he'll be ready to absolutely rock and roll the second half of the season because he'll have two months of uh, of non game time on his leg. So. There you go. There's me trying to make myself there you go. As, I shot, as I shotgun NyQuil. Well, hey, if you want to make yourself feel better, let's let's head to the other side of, uh, of Liverpool, where we've already dumped on them a ton in this podcast. We're going to continue <laughs> to, I think. Uh, this, I feel like at any other point, this you'd be like, yeah, okay, this seems like a, a, a good idea. Um, Everton have signed Richarlison to a contract extension through 2024 um 
he's a good player. I mean, he's probably he's their best player. I yeah. I I think if you if you gotta if you gotta give somebody on that squad a long term yeah, I guess it will take him to his age twenty seven or twenty eight season. Um, he's he's just so mercurial, and he it sometimes he runs hot, sometimes he runs very cold. Um, I I, I feel like if if you're wanting something big to happen for Everton, I, that that where something needs to change. I think you have to aim, with all due respect to Mr. Richarlison, I think you have to aim a little bit higher than him. I don't know what else you can get if you're Everton. This seems like a very big move. I do know that there was talk in this article from Bleacher Report about that there was some contact with Manchester United that maybe they were were interested in for him. But, I mean, almost, if you're there and you're with up against ace negotiator Ed Woodward, I don't know why you don't just milk them for every million dollars you can get and say, okay, t- time to start the next rebuild, I guess. Cause, uh, cause whatever we got going on here ain't working. I guess, I guess they're thinking we're just going to build the entire team around him. Now, if you're going to sign up to that big, long of an extension, I know five years doesn't sound like that long, but I feel like in soccer years, that's actually quite long. Um, I don't know. I, I was, I was just very kind of, yeah, that's a thing about this move. And I, maybe, maybe I'm, my take is like completely wrong. I just, I'm not wowed. <laughs> I think, I think the phrase I would use is, and the crowd goes mild. <sighs> I mean, once again, that when it comes up. to Rich, Richarlison and Lucas Digne are about the best thing that Everton have. Yeah. Since apparently they've destroyed Moise Keane. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to last. That's its own thing, I guess. Uh, apparently they've just completely destroyed him. So. Yeah, I, I saw his dad wants him to head back to Italy. Yeah, seriously. It's like, well, we only had to go back to Just get us the hell out of here. I don't blame him. Um, I mean, once again, you know, Rich Arlison, he's, He's not a player you build your squad around. That's my feeling, yeah. But, I mean, you know, when you're... I think you almost need to try to hold on to what... Sometimes, I mean, if you've got something good, try to... Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, Rich Arliss is one of those guys when he... So, um, I mean, I don't really have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like we said a little earlier about everything. Mm-hmm. They're very, I think they're very poorly run overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with that in the slightest. Um, what I do disagree with is some of these Ballon d'Or votes. <coughs> no, let me, let me, let me, let me be very, very upfront about this. I have less than zero issue with Lionel Messi winning this award. Less, actually less than zero. I don't, whatever. Um, Sri Lanka putting Trent Alexander-Arnold first (laughs) is the biggest mindfuck I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know people voting for this sometimes are really stupid. 
That that might take the cake. And with all due respect to Trent Alexander-Arnold, we think you're a fantastic yeah. player. There is no way on this earth you were the best player this year. I mean, you know how much I love Trent Alexander. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that. That's that was that was one of the crazier things that I've seen or heard. Um, I and was, especially the fact that it could have actually kind of caught. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shit, you know. And I mean, here's the thing, man. You know, Sri big in Sri Lanka, huge in Asia. Yeah. Just you know, kind of like we're huge in uh, the Balkans. Yep. Uh, Liverpool have a big following part of the world. So it didn't surprise me that a Liverpool player kind of won there. Just surprised me. Maybe that you didn't just kind of stick with the script and go with Van Dyke and let's see if Van Dyke. Hey. As I as I saw somebody comment, they were told to vote for the Liverpool player with three names. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. They, they just screwed it up. Oh yeah. man, um, that was the closest. Yeah. Ballon d'Or voting ever. 686 points for Lionel Messi, 679 for Van Dyke in second. Third place was Cristiano Ronaldo with 476, so over 200 Somehow. points away. Can't, can't really figure that out, but okay. I Yeah. I, I would say that's confusing. And uh, As far as like actual vote totals, how is Riyad Mahrez the 10th best player in the in the world? How did that happen? I, I, I had to. I haven't seen the total. That had to be an African thing. I, that, that's what I'm thinking because he, he has he had 33 points. He he had more than Frankie De Jong, uh, Sterling, who that their Jeez. teammates, and he was better. Uh, he was he had more points than Azard, De Bruyne, uh, Matias De Ligt, Aguero, Firmino, Griezmann, uh, I, I Yang, like. I I don't understand this guy. Let, let me let me pull this up here because I don't want to get his game totals wrong. But I have a feeling he didn't actually play that many matches this year. Um, this is this is uh, let's see, uh, twenty eighteen nineteen season he played twenty seven matches, scored seven goals, and that's one of the reasons why. I mean, you, you've almost got the tape. I mean, it's kind of known as the big award. Yeah. But, God, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, sometimes you just can't take this stuff that seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is just one of those examples of that. Um, with all with all due respect to a, a guy you just talk, mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, Mr. Giorno Mr. went all of them. Um, you got to vote. Good for you, I guess. I, I uh, do some tattoos. Jimmy, Jimmy's had a great year. He's a great. I mean, would you say he's one of the top five players in the world? Look, hey, hey, I look. I love Sun Hung Min. I don't think he was one of the top five players in the world. He got four points. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I also think Van Dyke just kind of got screwed also by his own teammates uh, in other ways. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, four of the top seven were Liverpool players. 
and I mean, in all honesty, you can't really argue with those four. Yeah. I mean, they were all magnificent on the year. You know, Allison, the best goal. Allison was named best goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, 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 Mane finished fourth in the voting, mm-hmm. which I, I have no problem with. Shit, I got no problem if you uh, was a better player this past year than um, the Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Especially when you take into account all the goals that Mane, Mane doesn't take penalties. Yeah. At all. That's James Miller's job, baby. That's Millie's job. Millie takes the pain. But, so, you know, but I mean, and that that also, when you look at that golden boot last year, Bobby Salah, and both of them had multiple goals scored for penalties, mm-hmm. especially at Bobby Yang. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Mane right there who scored all of his from open play. You know, um, because, you know, it doesn't take penalties. Um, it's very subjective. Once again, it comes down to that, you know, best player. You know, if you're just going to give it to the best player in the world, just give thing to Messi. I yeah. understand. Might as well. Um, you know, there was kind of a, I don't want to say conspiracy, but there was a. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think, I think Van Dyke had a better year. So, you know, it's what it is. I would have loved to. Who can argue with losing it to um, to Leo Messi? Yeah. So, you know, if it had been Ronaldo, I would have been pissed. Oh God, yes. There, there. You be know, right. if it had been just say like Neymar, mm-hmm. wicked piss. But you know, I mean, it's Messi. Maybe a day it's. Hey, you know what? Now that you said his name, though, let's give the voters some credit. Neymar, zero points. Good job, guys. Good job. Well Thank done. You. Well done. Thank you. The most hated, the most hated superstar in football. Yeah, no one likes him. Um, other winners of the at the Ballon d'Or, uh, Megan Rapino destroyed the rest of her competition. Uh, Two hundred and thirty points, uh, beating Lucy Bronze, who took silver, and uh, Alex Morgan, who took bronze in this uh, competition. And then uh, the Copa Trophy given to the best player in a 21, Matias Delict, uh, just edged out Jaden Sancho, uh, as well as Zhao Felix. And then, uh, as Wes mentioned a little bit ago, the Yashin Trophy, which is in the inaugural award for best goalkeeper uh, of the year, did go to Allison by a wide margin over uh, Mark Andre Terstegen, as well as fellow Brazilian Ederson out of mm-hmm. City. Um, so, <coughs> hey, kind of even. Even uh, Wojciech Chesney got votes for that one. So good on you, Chesney. Good on you, Chesney. Good on you. Um, so that's going to do it, I think, for news and notes um, on this week. Uh, let's hit the watch for Wes, what you watching in the week that was or the week that will be? I know you said it's been a busy week, but any, has, any, uh, anything but, uh, tickling a couple, of, <clears throat> a couple of oldies but goodies, mm-hmm. uh, as, as I think I Little little underground show. I doubt many people mm-hmm. all those, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm watching that. I'm finally getting around to that. Uh, folks, it could be in a, in a year span, I finally got to justify uh, Breaking Bad and The Sopranos. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. Um, I have I have been watching this week. I've been watching 
stupid dog just stood right in front of me and peed on the floor. <laughs> Good God. Uh... <laughs> um, me and the parents uh, have been watching season one of Jack Ryan. Oh. On uh, Amazon because season two has come out and they want to watch season two. And I'm like, well, obviously you got to watch season one first. So we're going to watch, I've uh, been watching some season one Jack Ryan. refreshers so nice. um just a great show i can't recommend it not really good that's kind of it for me this week oh i saw frozen 2 over the weekend oh how was it it was good i the music the music's really good in it there's there's nothing quite as epic. or do you want to build a snowman uh-huh. but um it was it was a is a really good I'm excited to see it. I actually I actually do want to check it out. I might check it out when it hits on Disney Plus. Yay! Uh, so this is, I guess, the part of the show where I show for Disney Plus again. Um, so as part of my Christmas present uh, for this year, I've um, already got the athletic out of the way. Might as well hit Disney Plus. True. Uh, one name producer Jackie helped get me a Sonos Beam for the living room. Uh, so to put that through its paces. Uh, I hooked it up to the TV and I decided to rewatch uh, Doctor Strange um, and see how that sounded with with the new the new equipment. Movie's still good. Movie is still good. Um, and I'm going to link that to my other watch for of the week through Miss One Mads Mickelson. I know people out there are going, oh, he just watched uh, rewatched Casino Royale because the new Bond movie trailer came out. Ha ha! Jokes on you. That's not the connection. Uh, I saw one, Mr. Mads Mickelson, when I was on Twitch this weekend, watching a playthrough of the recently released video game, Death Stranding, which also features one AMC's Norman Reedus, uh, and his funky fetus, as we like to say. Um, Lea Lea Seydoux, uh, is also in it, um... Oh, what's her name? Oh, I need I, mean, I need to look up the full cast list. Because um, there's a very famous older woman in it. Um, I have totally forgotten her name. I knew as soon as I saw her face in this um, that she was in it. Uh, Lindsay Wagner. Lindsay Wagner is mm-hmm. in it. Uh, along with uh, Margaret Qualley, Troy Baker, and Tommy Earl Jenkins. Um, this is a very weird game. This is a very, very, very weird game. Um, Wes, you have a PS4, so technically you could play this. But I got to Right, you have a PS4, right? Do what? You have a PS4, right? I'm right. Correct. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, Wes, do you like trucking? Not really. You don't like you don't like getting in a in a truck and just trucking across America. <laughs> what kind of truck are we talking about? Here? Like a delivery truck? I don't know. Oh, well, I used to drive one of those, and no, I do not want. Okay. Um, well, let me ask you this, Wes. Do you <laughs> like America? God, son, you just you just hit every feel good bone in my body. You damn know I love America. Do you do you want to do you want to rebuild America and and reconnect? America, do you, do you want to do that through through the through the connections of America? And are you asking me if I want a Mac? Yeah, yeah. 
God damn right, I want a MAGA. Oh man, so this is a this is a very interesting game. Um, so this real quick to go through the brief premise of it. Uh, a, oh, please, please, the apocalypse has happened. It's a very odd apocalypse. Um, rain. Are we MAGA? What did you expect? Rain is uh, now called timefall. Because if whatever the rain touches before it impacts the ground, um, it accelerates aging and time for whatever it touches. So if you're not covered by plastic, because plastic basically doesn't age, you you pretty much die. It's not great. And there's ghosts that will viciously attack you. And if you die and you go into necrosis... And you're, you're the process completes. You have what's called a void out, which is like a gigantic nuclear explosion. It's not great. The, the situation of America is not great. But we have to reconnect America because the president, Bridget Strand, Bridget Strand wants us. She tells Mr. Norman Reedus, Norman... I need with her dying breath. That's not a spoiler. It's in trailers. You know, you've seen it with her dying breath. She says, Norman, I want you to reconnect America. And so Norman Reedus gets to trucking across America to reconnect people. Having said all that, this is a very weird game. And there are moments where it's very boring. There's stretches where it's super boring. It's just delivering packages. It's pretty much what the game is. It's just delivering packages. But the like last 90 minutes of that game is some of the best acting I have seen all year. Bar none. I don't care if it's a movie. Don't care if it's a TV show. It is some of the best acting and 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 heartfelt emotions I have seen in a piece of media this year. The last 90 minutes make the entire bullshit that comes before it totally worth it. So if you're out there and you're on the fence with Death Stranding, I don't recommend you play this game. But watch someone play it. And then get to the end and watch the end because the end, that last 90 minutes to two hours is just, mm, c'est magnifique. Norman Reedus with a tour de force, along with, again, Mads Mikkelsen, and especially Tommy Earl Jenkins. Tommy Earl Jenkins fucking knocks it out of the park for his scene. <clears throat> As Tommy Earl Jenkins plays the, the named Die Hard Man. Die Hard. Yeah. There's, uh, there's are, we, are we literally bookmarking this entire episode? Yeah. Brooklyn, uh, there's Die Hard Man. Guillermo. Gil, 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 is that how you say it? Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Uh, he plays uh, Dead Man. There's also Heart Man. And there's Mama. And of course, uh, President Bridget Strand. Oh, it's amazing. Norman Reedus and his funky, funky fetus. Also check out his uh, new AMC show, Ride. That's not a joke. Apparently there's actually a show. On AMC, because Norman Reedus can't just have one AMC show. Oh no, he's been doing that for years. Oh no, he wait what? Yeah, the the ride show has been around for waited. Tillman, but he's like riding motorcycles. Wait, what? 
moment. This was a this has been a th- ride with Norman Reedus has been a thing. <gasps> yeah, I did not yeah. know this. I th- okay. So first off, when I saw it because it advertises it in game. I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of stupid. That would be something Norman Reedus would f- would be in. Ha, ah, good joke, game. And then I saw, I was like, oh no, it's real. I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's interesting. And now I'm finding out that this show has existed for like three years. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Okay. <clears throat> oh man. Okay. Well, there you go. Mario Batali was on an episode. That's great. Never checking this out. But thanks, Norman Reedus. Thank you so much for that. So that is the watch. Thanks before Mario Batali uh, got in trouble. Yeah. That's, they just put him on a motorcycle and let it drive off a cliff. Um, so, with the Death Stranding behind us, now that we all are the Death Stranding, um, that's going to do it, I guess, because there's no So Raw this week. So no, sorry hey, guys. It's okay. Dio Madden is gonna go kill Brock Lesnar. It's gonna be fine. We'll cover there that when it happens. You already gave it. You already gave us the update. There you go. We 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 love you, Dio. Do uh do big things at the performance center. Um, that's gonna do it then for episode two ninety one of the Foreign Affair podcast. Um, as always, thanks to our podcast presenters and GSE Sports <clears> as well as Alicia Spills and Things. You can find them on the social media as well as us as a collective. We are at AFA Pod on the Twitter. Wes, your Twitter handle is? I'm at Wes Bradshaw 21. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. And you can email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, and the iTunes Music Store. We'll be back next week to wrap up the Champions League in the week that was, uh, as well as the Premier League action from the weekend. Before we get out of here, Wes, anything else you want to add? Uh, it is Eastern, well, it is, I guess, uh, regional final week here in the great state of North Carolina for high school football. And we have, uh, we have three local teams in the regional finals. Um, the uh, North Edgecombe Warriors. Yeah. And then you've got two teams hosting, Southern Nash hosting uh, Alamance in the 3A Eastern Final. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, those plucky, scrappy underdog upstarts, the Tarbar Vikings. <laughs> I think they're playing Holmes again. I think they're playing Eaton Holmes again. So uh, trying to figure out which one I'm going to get. So uh, I'm packing my coveralls because it'll be a call. It's, it's going to be North a chilly. Carolina this weekend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, Eastern Finals are here. And uh, you know, Tarbar looking to go seventh state title and Southern Nash looking to get there for the first time ever. That would be insane. Absolutely insane if they could In do the it. Membrane. Absolutely. Crazy. Crazy that that school could finally, finally break through after all these years. Um, so check out the all new sports show Twitter for score updates when they go final. Uh, this this weekend so that'll be lots and lots of fun but for that that's the all new sports show and for this this has been the a foreign affair podcast so from a calling crime west bradshaw i'm edward green thank you so much for joining us here this week we'll catch you guys next week and until then stay safe and enjoy the football and good night merseyside you the you and good 
night to the reigning six-time champions of Europe, those mighty Reds of Liverpool, who uh, played the toffees for a laugh. We left them feeling 5-2. Good night. Good night to Cristiano Ronaldo's sister. It's okay, man. Oh, yeah. She's it's the okay. worst. It's okay, sis. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's, it's all going to be fine. Your brother's not in jail. That's what's most important. That's right. He's still earning. This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.